Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing in about uh, 10 minutes. But we're going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And we are pleased to be joined by the newest member of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. He just uh, finished up uh, playing uh, in the KHL. The Oilers agreeing to terms on a uh, one-year agreement uh, yesterday. We welcome to the show Miko Koskinen. Miko, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how you know? I know that the LA Kings, I think, were looking at you a couple of years ago. Uh, you've spent the last several years playing in the KHL. When did uh, you know? When did you get the sense maybe there was going to be an opportunity to come back to the National Hockey League? You know, I felt like um, I've been there like the past five years in uh, KHL, and every year there have been like talks to come over and. Uh, I think two years ago it was really, really close, but I'm uh, actually glad that I decided to stay then. And I think last year, before last year started, I felt like now it would be the great time to come over. And I played played like a good season, and uh, I feel that I'm uh, ready now to come over. Uh, you did have a cup of coffee in the uh, NHL before, back in 2010, 2011 with the Islanders. You played down in the American League. How much do you think you have improved over the last six or seven years in goal? A lot. You know, I was uh, I was a kid by then. I wasn't ready, like I'm not even close. And uh, I'm a different different goalie and a different person right now. So it's uh, you can't compare those two. What I was and what I'm now. Is it is it a, a mental improvement? Is it was it a change in style? Was it physical growth? Is it all those things? What do you think's made you a better goaltender, ready for the challenge now? It's all of those, but I think the mental mental improvement is the biggest biggest one, and especially for a goalie when you're a young kid and you don't know anything, you just come over and yeah, I wasn't ready. Of course, I, I've been improving also in um, physical and. Um, Game game has also changed, and uh, I've been changing my style a little bit during those years too. So it's uh, but overall, I think the mental is the biggest biggest change. We're joined by Oilers goaltender Miko Koskin and Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Uh, you've played the last four years for SKA St. Petersburg. For our listeners that don't know, that team is owned by Gazprom, which is uh, the richest oil and natural gas uh, company in Russia. Uh, you guys had a pretty good team there, didn't you, for a number of years? And you, you, you're laughing already. You kind of split the time, too, down the middle. You didn't get all the starts. I mean, that was a good hockey club you played on yeah that was um, probably the it is the best team in Europe and basically it's a NHL full of NHL level players and uh, we had a strong team and it was a fun we won the championship twice and uh, but like I said uh, last two years I split uh, 
split the regular season games between there's a one really talented Russian goalie and they wanted to have games for him too but I, every year I played all the playoffs games so that was a little bit different split the regular and play all the playoffs so it was something. How much much do you know about Edmonton's situation in goal? Uh, Cam Talbot the last two years has uh, basically started about 140 games, 70 games a year during the regular season. Uh, My, you know, my guess is your, your perception probably is you're coming in here to compete for a job against them, aren't you? Yeah, of course. That's my, that's my goal, but I think I need to prove myself first and, uh, be ready for when the season starts but of course every goalie wants to play and I'm not expecting for that I'm really looking forward it's a, it's a great challenge for me absolutely uh, you were in the Olympics with Finland how did that go for you oh it was a great experience well we were a little bit like unlucky we lost in the quarterfinals against Canada so that was a tough one but otherwise it was a great great tournament and Good experience, for sure. What do you, uh, besides, uh, have you had a chance, have you played against Connor McDavid in the past? I'm just thinking, probably, uh, in the the World Championships uh, or the World Cup, did you get a chance to play against McDavid in either of those? Yes, I played uh, two years ago in the World World Championship. We first beat them uh, 4-0 in uh, round, round robin, and then we lost the final, and... McDavid scores a game-winning goal, so <laughs> that's my memories about him. So it's uh, one of the greatest players right now in uh, hockey. So it's uh, exciting to be with him too. Yeah, were you? I'm just thinking. I thought that goal came off for a, a net drive in the was it in the first period because the final score I think was two nothing. Canada got an empty netter late. Were you the goaltender in Finland? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. I was between the pipes, and it was a tough one. But yeah. What can you do? Yeah, absolutely. So you're looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, when do, I, I believe you and your family are actually on vacation right now. So, Miko, we appreciate you joining us. When uh, do you envision coming to uh, to Canada and uh, and, and setting up uh, shop or, or getting acclimatized to, uh, to uh, Edmonton and uh, Western Canada? Uh, actually, I visited like a week ago there, me and my wife. Oh. So that was a good, good like... Um, Good move to come there and see a little bit the uh, places, and we're really excited. And we're coming back like uh, mid of mid of August or something like that. And away you go. So, Perfect. Uh, one f- one final one for you. Uh, the Oilers have had some great Finnish players in the past. One of the guys uh, picked some of the teams that you've probably been on before, Yari Curry, because I think at times he's been the general manager for the Finns. Uh, they uh, they've also got Yesapoli Arvi who is an exciting young prospect as well. This is a special time in Finnish hockey, isn't it, Miko? There's some really good young players. Patrick Laine, Sebastian Ajo, uh, Jesse Poliarvi. Um, uh, there's a kid in this year's draft, uh, Jesperi uh, Katka Niemi. They just won the uh, U18 championship. Why do you think there's so many good young players uh, right now in Finland? I don't know. There was a few few like really quiet years and maybe the Finns they come together and start thinking about these things and now it I don't know what they changed but obviously it works works great and now we have like a lot of 
great, great players coming up, and the future looks like a really bright on that side. So we're that's all right, definitely positive right now. Great stuff, Miko. We appreciate your time. We look forward to uh, meeting you in person when you come into town in late August. Okay. Thank you. Thank See you. you. Later. See you. That is Miko Koskinen. Uh, you know, he's spent the last several years, uh, went back to Finland and in the KHL for five seasons, four with uh, St. Petersburg. I mean, it is literally a uh, Russian all-star team full of, that's the team that Pavel Datsuk plays on. Uh, Dave, you can pull it up on Hockey DB. I mean, they have an immense uh, amount of uh, talent. Uh, and again, Gazprom, who is some of the guys that, are the majority shareholders in that company are amongst the richest men on the planet. Like you're talking guys worth ten to twenty to thirty billion dollars. So it's a that's a high profile uh, team. Uh, again, we've discussed it a bit. The World Cup of Soccer is taking place in Russia this year. You had the uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, in Sochi in, in uh, what year was that, 2014? 2014. So they've spent a lot of money in Russia, and there's some people that believe some of the money is going to be coming out of the Russian hockey system. Koskinen had signed a uh, two-year deal in 2016. He became a free agent uh, in terms of the KHL actually yesterday, May 1st, and uh, the orders technically the deal will get consummated on, and filed on July the 1st. Were you able to pull up some yeah. It's it's basically the Russian national team uh, it's that played in the Olympics. It's uh, it's it's unbelievable. So who's all on that team? Ilya Kovalchuk is on the team, as you mentioned. Uh, Pavel Datsuk. Um, let's see here. Uh, Victor was Victor taken off in the, uh, yes. the NHL. He one? played yeah. for he played for Wayne Gretzky when uh, Gretzky coached right. the, the Arizona Coyotes. That's right. Um, also, uh, Shipashov, who was with the Vegas Golden Knights earlier in the season. Uh, they got David Runblad on the team. It's uh, Goose... Uh, sorry, this jumped on me. Nikita Gusev. There's just uh, Sergey Kalinin. Yeah, lots There's of... There's just so many guys. And I'm looking here and I'm going, this is basically the, oh, yeah. the Russian Olympic oh, yeah. team. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very talented group. Uh, they're going to lose Ilya Kovalchuk, it looks like, though. Yeah, the he's... That, again, the money, I believe there's a little less money in this. The, it's not like the NHL, where right now, you know, you have 31 teams in the National Hockey League. You have revenue sharing. Uh, you have some organizations making significant amounts of money. Uh, the KHL system, you know, the... the there's just not the same money in the system right now. And and just to put things in perspective, I, and I didn't even get into the contract stuff with them because, frankly, we'll, we'll save that for another time in another place. But the contracts are tax-free. Like, I know of a, oh. I know of a player that was offered a deal at 1 million euros tax-free and wanted, and figured he turned it down because it was his last chance to to get back to North America to play for an NHL job, and he spent most of the last two seasons in the NHL making this past year was the first year he made roughly the same amount. So, um, one you know, one million euros is about I think about one point five million Canadian. Yeah, right, tax free. So plus you get the car, plus you get the the condo and all that other kind of stuff. So it's good situation, but there's not a lot of money I'm told in the Russian system. So yeah. interesting. So and hey. I, I, I'll be honest. I saw him play. I, I guess I've seen him play in the World Championship, and I guess I've seen him play in the Olympics. I have no gauge on where he's at as a net. He's he's huge. He's six foot seven. Mm-hmm. He's a big man. But I can't go on the air and sit there and say, "Well, I've seen him play all these different times, and I'm telling you, he's going to be able to com-. Like a guy like that doesn't come across if he's not going to try to compete yeah. with Cam Talbot. Now he, he's 
he was very political in his response, saying, "I got to prove that I can play first. That's the exact thing you want to hear in that situation." Uh, do I think that he could be a guy that could get 25 to 30 starts next year? Absolutely. I personally believe that. The Oilers need that because they need – it's not that – like, I think Talbot's a good goalie. There's a lot of people listening to this show right now that don't think he's good enough. They weren't thinking that a year ago. No. I, I just think the back-to-back years, when you also factor in, you know, Cam's personal life changed because, you know, he and his wife had twins and – Dave, you know what that's like yep. being, a, being a dad. It's a game changer. Yeah, living uh, it right now. Not twins, but yeah. You yeah. know, my wife and I have a four-month-old daughter and a two-year-old it's, son. It's it's tough. It's a lot of work, right? Yeah. So and twins, I can't imagine well, how tough you know, that is. In, in my case, my wife actually did all the work, and I did none of it because <laughs> I'm a little bit old school that way. But uh, and she still worked full time. But uh, uh, anyhow, I'm, I'm kind of joking with you. But the fact the fact of the matter is. Uh, you know, I, I think it was incumbent upon the Oilers to find a way to find someone. And maybe, you know, and I asked the question, and we're not going to replay it again because we replayed it a week ago Monday. But when we had uh, the availabilities of Todd McClellan and Pete Shirelli, I, I, I was the guy that asked about the goaltending. Because for me, you know, we could have brought this up with Craig Simpson. Like, at the end of the day, Winnipeg's got all these tremendous young forwards. They, they're healthier in defense. But the biggest difference between their team a year ago uh, when they missed the playoffs to now, is that Connor Hellebuck has established himself as a legitimate number one goaltender, and he's now up for the Vesna Trophy. Mm-hmm. Talbot finished fourth in Vesna Trophy voting a year ago. Yeah. Okay. So a guy doesn't fall off the face of the earth in one year. Right. Well, yeah. And and so where we're going with this here is it it all starts in goals. So mm-hmm. what do you do to put your team in the best position to succeed? So now, and, and I, I, and then we're getting people text going, well, what happens to Al Montoya? And my response to that would be Al Montoya missed a couple opportunities to to really get his nose out in front of the situation. And so to answer the question, I don't know what happens to Al Montoya. Like, do the Oilers trade him in the offseason? They might. I, I, I don't know. If, is, is there an appetite for, you know, if another team strikes out picking up a backup, do they maybe reach out to Edmonton and say, hey, uh, we'll take Montoya because otherwise he's going to be headed to the American League. Even then. When he goes down, because Koskinen is not going down, Koskinen's going to get the priority sequence here. Uh, even if Montoya theoretically were to be sent down, there's no guarantee he clears. At that point, somebody might say, you know what? We can trust this guy. We just, you know, if you're the Montreal Canadiens, a, a hypothetical situation, you have a guy like Carey Price. Like, I think it's easier to start 60 to 65 games a year in the East than it is if you're in Edmonton, San Jose. Calgary, Vancouver, uh, Dallas, places like that. Like to me, those those organizations probably have a greater need for second goaltender. So it's all going to be pretty interesting here moving forward. A, I don't know how good Koskinen is. B, in terms of the price point, uh, the price point to me at two million dollars base plus a five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus, that kind of means that he's going to be here, right? And that's what was reported yesterday, by the way, by Pierre LeBrun. Uh, see, in terms of you know where we're at with with Montoya, I don't know how that's going to play out at this time. I mean, I've had people say to me the Oilers should uh, re-sign Laurent Brassois because they still need a goaltender development. You know, that's at twenty four twenty five. Well, I guess you could do that if you knew that Montoya was gone. So there's still a lot up in the air here. Not to mention they got two goaltenders picked up in the last couple of years of draft, Dylan Wells who is turning pro this year, and Stuart Skinner, who today 
was named the WHL Goaltender of the Month. If Swift Current wins the WHL Championship, Stuart Skinner's going to be the MVP of the Western Hockey League playoffs. And he's going to need to be good in the next round because the guy he's going up against, against Everett, Carter Hart, he right now might be the MVP mm-hmm. of the WHL playoffs. He's had an incredible year. So He might be the MVP of the league, too. <laughs> he's had a pretty good year. Yeah, no it, question. And the, you know, look, the only thing we can really tell you about Koskinen, his numbers were good last year. His numbers were good career-wise in the KHL. But there's a lot of goaltenders that have good numbers in the it's, KHL. And that's that's where you bring it down, right? So when you when you look at 1.57 GAA and a f, you know, 9.37 save percentage last year, yeah, that jumps off the page. I but, believe, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of goaltenders that can't crack a roster in the National Hockey League. So anyway, uh, that, that play in that league. So it's, it's a risk, but... What are the Oilers going to do at this point? They right. got they got to do something to address the position. Todd's exact comment, if I recall correctly, was you know it'd be better for Talbot to get sixty to sixty five starts than sixty five to seventy. Yeah, and, I remember it. Remember right? him saying that. Yep. And there is a difference there. So you're talking about a guy, you know, in, in Costman, can he give you twenty to twenty five starts? And I think you had a better chance of finding a guy like that. Frankly, from what did he just say? He said that he played on the best team in Europe. Yeah, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're better off there. I mean, Peter Morazic, four million dollars. He's not going to get qualified as a restricted free agent this year after the Flyers picked him up from Detroit. But Peter Morazic's game fell right off the map this past year in the NHL. Like, there's a lot of backups. The the best two or three backups in the league are going to get re-signed mm-hmm. because they're good backups. The rest of the guys prove they can't do the job. So that's the, that's the sort of trickiness of the situation. So for those of you out there saying, well, this is a risky play, I don't get it. I understand where you're coming from. My point is I don't know how good the actual goaltenders that were out there were going to be. So how about we all just give this guy a chance and see what he can do? I guess that's kind of my perspective on it. Here's what we'll do. When we come back, uh, we'll have the uh, Midnight Express theme today, and Dave Campbell will have NHL today, 1251 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 1254 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Some guests on the show received guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder. That uh, tonight is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's, uh, let's do this. We are going to. By the way, Dave, thank you for coordinating that interview. That's a very complicated uh, mechanism that you had to pull <laughs> off to get hold of a guy traveling through Europe on a cell phone. Calling internationally is not as easy as you would think it is. Well, and people need to know. Obviously, we have a dialogue code here as well, so it was yeah. a multi-layered process. Without further ado, for our friends at Elite uh, Promotional Marketing, more than just sh- uh, sportswear, Drew Shamahorn, who is the former owner, by the way, of the uh, Spruce Grove Saints, uh, the gang at Elite uh, Promotional uh, Marketing. 
screen here is NHL Today with Dave Campbell. Remember the theme today. There you go. You oh, got her. We'll, we'll start with, uh, speaking of Spruce Grove, the Saints are uh, in a world of hurt in the Doyle Cup. They're down three games to none to the Wenatchee Wild after losing 4-3 in Game 3 of the Doyle Cup yesterday. So Game 4 is tonight in Spruce Grove, 7 o'clock. All right, NHL. Two Stanley Cup playoff games tonight. First in Boston, it's Game 3, Round 2, between the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning Series tied at 1. Uh, the uh, Bruins have been good at home in the playoffs, 3-1 and one against the Leafs, 22 goals scored. The Lightning have the most road wins in the NHL with 25 in the regular season. That's tied with the Predators. But get this, they have won just 9 out of 54 games in Boston lifetime, including the playoffs. Western Conference Game 4, Vegas Golden Knights at home to the San Jose Sharks. Knights lead the series two games to one. Knights goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury, 6-1 record this postseason with a 1.23 goals against average, three shutouts. Sharks have got to him, though, the last couple of games. Seven goals in those two games. Martin Jones has to be better for the Sharks. 4.07 goals against average in three games. You mentioned uh, Bob earlier, uh, Capitals 4, Tom Wilson has a hearing with the league today for his hit on Penguins forward Zach Aston Reese left him with a broken jaw. And get this, I mentioned this as well. Five members of Sweden's national junior hockey team and their coach have been disciplined by the International Ice Hockey Federation for removing their silver medals during the closing ceremonies of the last World Juniors in Buffalo. And remember Captain Leas Anderson hit hardest. Four-game ban from next year's World Juniors. He threw a silver medal to a fan in the stands following that 3-1 loss to Canada in the gold medal. It's kind of interesting, Bob, is that Rasmus Dallin was also suspended. He'll never play probably another game in the World Juniors. I don't think Leah Sanderson's going to, he'll be with the Rangers next yeah. year as well, right? So, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little mean-spirited, I think, from the IIHF. They probably should well, those levy kids, some sort of discipline, but. Those kids were devastated. I mean, yeah. Canada got a late goal, and uh, they won, and the Swedes had a heck of a team. So uh, there you have it. Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of uh, emotion, uh, Epstein's mother has texted the show at 6.30 to 6.30 and said, Bob, what do you think of Drake? Drake Kajula? Or is... Oh, Drake. Like that Drake. Dave, can I tell you something? I don't yeah. quite get the whole Drake thing. Am I just old? Is that it? Like, no, I'm, I'm with you. Every, you know, every song's like, you call me on my sound. Like, it's, it's every song kind of has the same mm -hmm. vibe to it. But if you're an ambassador for the team, should you actually be engaging opposition players in Chirp Fest? Is that what the role of an ambassador I, does? I think you cheer hard for the home side and keep your mouth shut. Towards the visit, yeah. I, Don't I, be the I, show. Am, am I wrong here? Like, no. Is this a generational thing? Texas at six thirty, six thirty. Do you get Drake, or do you think that that, <laughs> that or did Drake go too far? Because to me, Drake, if you're chirping a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, it's even it was it Kendrick Perkins. He wasn't even dressed, but yeah. still, man, come on. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't even get. Count me in for. Like, I don't get it. Okay, if you're joking around, I guess that's one thing. But that looked pretty heated. That looked uh, fairly uh, serious. Uh, we will tell you that uh, we've got an Oilers now road trip to Europe next fall. Germany for an exhibition game. Sweden for the uh, season uh, lid lifter in Gothenburg, Sweden against the New Jersey Devils. A Devils home game, by the way. Your new West travel package includes flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome. Receptions book now for the Oilers now. Hockey road trip with New West Travel to Sweden and Germany. New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Bob Green, uh, Director of Player Personnel for the Edmonton Oilers, coming up to talk about the upcoming NHL draft at 105. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.